0: Welcome to the Art of the Dive. I just asked Jake what game week we finished. Turns out it was game week seven. Week's over. Just finished the last match of the day, Burnley-Crystal Palace. Jake and I, of course, immediately got on the phone to start the podcast. Jake, another interesting week. How are you, buddy?
1: Uh, doing pretty well. Um, you know, Switching back to overnight, so I missed the game, but Woke up and was thoroughly disappointed, as expected. So.
0: Yeah, you didn't have that many guys going, did
1: you? Well, I had Frazier and Obi Wan, and I was hoping for like either a return from Frazier or like a maybe like a clean for Obi Wan. I thought that was less likely, but you know, one one and one is perfect for each of them. So
0: yeah, it was uh, pretty brutal. I, I wasn't watching the match, but I was getting updates on Twitter. And apparently Frazier had a ball that he delivered right on a plate to Wilson, who just, like, completely snuffed the whole thing. Uh, And then Frazier, due to his quality of play, was actually on for three boners until he was awarded a yellow card for time-wasting at the end of the match.
1: Nice. That's, That's classic. So that's, you know, it wasn't a bad week overall, but I don't know.
0: Yeah, well, I guess let's just, like, jump right into that. I mean... You know, we're a couple weeks post-minus 80 now. There's no more excuses. You did wildcard last week, right? So not going into this week, but going into the game week before. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, so you're you're two weeks now, two game weeks after your wildcard has been played. I mean, you had a pretty decent little week. How did it play out for you?
1: Yeah, so I nailed the defense. My wild card defense was nailed, right? I got rid of Robertson, got rid of Mendy, brought in Laporte, brought in... Trent Alexander I had on my minus 80 week screwed up and had you know I didn't screw up but I had Doherty and you know I've kept him in he's done really well so defense was nailed I'm just mad at myself because I tried to be different because I was like well now my team's screwed I brought in like Mane and Firmino kind of worried that they wouldn't do anything and that's come to fruition um and then I think both of us, we keep like saying how much we hate ourselves for doing this, but M- Madison's the new grob for me. Like uh, you're gross or however you want to say his name. But, grab, grab, like, grab, grab, grab. I'm grab. just, you know, I brought in Richarlison this week. He was my transfer. Cause I was worried Silva wouldn't play Silva played. They both got three points. And then, you know, Matto got an assist. Like, I know it's not big, but that's three returns in a row for him. So yeah, it's, to the,
0: it's to the point now where I just, I viciously hate him for proving me wrong every single week.
1: Yeah, it's but it's not his fault. He's just a good player. He's really good. And he's he's good a piece of field. shit, Jake. <laughs> he's good. I want him. I want him in my team. He's like them. It's stupid cuz he's like I need to get like st- other players in, which we'll talk about, but like he's the one I want right now, especially cuz I just transferred in Richarlison, who did absolutely nothing in a 3 goal game for Everton, which is r- thoroughly disappointing to me.
0: Yeah. You just want all the dudes. Yeah. So yeah. what would you finish on for points?
1: Oh god, I think fifty nine. I moved up. I'm I'm closing in on that one mil mark. So yeah, green arrows all around except for our pod. I don't know if it's because a lot of people joined, but but I somehow red arrowed in our league.
0: In league dive. Yeah. (laughs) Nice.
1: Yeah, but I was like looking, and everybody around me had like less points. So I was like, "What happened? I don't know." But
0: yeah, it's the. It was an interesting week. I mean. The average was actually a lot higher than I thought it was going to be, um, which means a lot of people are are hitting on enough of, like, the fringe players to get points. So the average, according to official FPL, was 51. Uh, and the average top K, according to Fantasy Football Fix, is at 61. Um, so you, you finished fine. You're right in the mix there. I had an okay game week. I lost our head-to-head. I finished on 54. Um, You know, I'm not like really upset about it. I made two transfers this week. I dropped Mendy, brought in Trippier, so that was quite positive. Yeah. Yep. And then I dropped uh, David because I was afraid that he probably wasn't going to play. Turned out that he did, but he didn't get any returns. And I did bring in Richie. Um, Yes, I was in the same boat as you, pretty upset in a three goal game that he's not involved in any of the goals yeah um, like
1: what the hell were we thinking i don't know i i still thought thought it was a good idea but then even like walcott getting a return like really was a slap in the face so i was like yeah because it's like i could have brought in walcott i could have brought in maddo i feel like i could have brought in literally any other mid-range forward that was actually playing and would have gotten a return this week
0: yeah it does kind of feel like that right now but anyways uh so not you know not a bad week. Um I guess moving forward here, I've already said you off pod. I'm thinking probably next week is my is my wild card. Yeah, um, let's yeah, do here, it. Here we go. <laughs> just make
1: sure you don't do a minus 80.
0: Well, I'll decide how I want to handle it. I, I uh, may just do a minus 80 to promote the pod like you did.
1: Yeah. <laughs> One up me and do a minus 84. I yeah. dare
0: you. I don't even know if they actually let you do that. I think that the max transfers in a week are – or max hits you can take is um, – Is twenty.
1: It's Mm. ironic that that's what happened because like I would have known it had it been a problem if I took had taken one more hit. I like kind of want to go back and see. You know what I mean? Like it would have said, "Air, you can't take this many hits." Oh wow! Like I never got a message or anything, so because I didn't take that many, I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, or it's just a rumor. Yeah.
0: Well, who knows? Uh, Yeah, we have had a few more people add the league dive, so I guess we might as well hit the leaderboard there. Um, We'll work from ten up to one. Uh, Elliot Mayhall at 10. Uh, myself, Marco, the art of the dive pod dropped all the way to 9,000. Second, Jake, this is not looking good for the t shirt, not good. Yeah, uh, Paul sure uh, Biesl, Balsas Buckets. I don't know. Uh, okay, Ruben here, who I got his name wrong on the last pod. He uh, actually on Twitter dm me first time hearing my name or team called out on any podcast. Not saying you're wrong. Because our family's not sure either, but my family has always pronounced the name Rakiza. I think Rakiza?
1: R- or is it Rukiza? Rukiza?
0: Rukiza?
1: Yeah, uh, you know? It, well, so now I don't even. New, or did you type it in wrong? Because if it was no, in.
0: I just copy paste it. Rukiza? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And of That's course. confusing,
1: though, because there's an A in his name. So his family's trying to confuse us. You know
0: what? Screw you, Ruben, with your <laughs> phonetics. Okay? You're not going to get us. Uh, anyways, he did. He, uh, he he said, of course, great pod, by the way. Um, anyways, moving forward, uh, Nyala O'Higgins, sixth, uh, Fripe Pearson, five, Kamran Syed, four, Ricky Menon, uh, down to three, and then Jordan Pierce. So I think, was Jordan first last week?
1: Mm, yeah, I think so, but I'm not 100% Yeah, sure. I
0: think Paul Stedman, Wu-Tang Clan is a new addition at oh, number wow. one.
1: How do you, where'd he come from? Where'd the wu Clan come from? <laughs> right. that,
0: ba- that bastard Paul strikes again. Well so um, so solid performance by a lot of people this week. Uh, and then let's just see where Jake is quick just to get some shame in. I'm 63rd. Uh, yeah, You're 63rd? Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of people below you now. We also have added some people. Yeah, so that's what qui- I
1: mean. There must have been a ton of people added because I was like, I had a great game week and I I red arrowed somehow. I was like, yeah. we gotta we gotta close this this thing off. People are just trying to get a free T shirt now. So
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's smash some names really for shame. Uh, Richard, Stephen, Max, Sam, Mike, Ramsey, Tajana, Thomas, Peter, uh, Shane, Isaac, Tony, Stephanie's, Chad not marco that's jimmy god dang it jimmy he changed he changed his name (laughs) match uh graham and stewart shame on all of you shame for being below jake after a minus 80
1: it was a nice try by jim but like jim has to know we control the pod so we know it's still him like yeah but nobody else does jake no one else knows jake (laughs) Well, now they know if they listen to our pod. So. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, yeah, our buddy Jimmy has changed his team name to Mimic Mine and his manager name. So uh, his team is that bad that he has now just tried to become someone else. That's good. Uh, all right. Quick shout-out just one more time. Um, FIFA 19 is now out. We are talking about doing, like, a pro club, um, an Art of the Dive pro club. We have, like, about we have five of us right now, and two other people have contacted me about possibly joining PS4, Pro clubs if you want to Twitter or email just send us one over it would kind of be fun let's get into some content then for the week Jake uh you know I think that you made a, a really good comment off pod and that's what we're gonna we're gonna kind of start um, today's FPL content with so a lot of people have already played their wild cards or are going to be playing their wild cards very very soon I would guess that there's like about 50 or 60 percent total have already been played. Um, and the rest are going to be coming in the next few weeks. Uh, and an interesting question has kind of come up on Twitter, and that is, what is the current template for a team? And you and I took it another step further, and I asked the question, how long does a template actually last? So I would say about four or five weeks ago, a lot of people were talking that there was a pretty clear template with a strong back line, players like Alonzo and, and Robertson, and... Um, and then moving through having a couple stronger midfielders and a number of those mid-priced, and then maybe one premium, and then lower-priced forwards. How has that template changed, Jake? And then we'll get into that second part of the question. How long does a template truly last in the game?
1: Yeah, I think it's changed mainly in the fact that we no longer need premium defenders, and premium defenders right now are not doing well. That being like Alonzo... Robertson, uh, Mendy's injured, but Mendy, um, really only Trippier seems like the higher price defender, like in my mind, I'm not looking at all of them. So there may be one or two others that that's consistently performing well recently where like I have been doing fantastic with Doherty. He just got a 12 pointer. Um, you know, like Obi-Wan's been getting a ton of bonus points. I, so yeah, that's the big change to me um also you know for me i kind of this is still up in the air but i i do think one key high priced forward is necessary whether that's changed or not i'm not sure and then you know midfield i see people going away from mo so that i think that's a big question personally i wouldn't do it i want mo back in and i'm i feel relieved that he hasn't made me pay for it yet but we'll see
0: well, let me ask you this. Is there even like a template team right now? When I'm looking at teams online, on Twitter, uh, when managers like send us teams and have us look at theirs, I'm seeing like a, a huge variety of of money distribution throughout the team in terms of like forward, midfield, and back line. I'm seeing yeah. a pretty big variety of like what types of defenders people have, uh, a a pretty big variety through the midfield. The forward line has kind of like settled out, but now with the emergence of in the last 2 weeks of like Vardy and Lacazette, we're even starting to see the front line being broken up. I think the template is is kind of like a myth. I
1: I think it's kind of a myth, but I will tell you this. I feel like if you had Hazard, Sterling, um, you know, Aguero for the past couple weeks and went lower price defense. I think y- you have done pretty well. And Matt and Matto. I I think Madison has been very key because a lot of the other midfielders in that range really haven't performed. Like Lucas Mora hasn't been doing as much. Um, Pedro's been injured. Um, who else? like Richarlison hasn't been doing that well. So it's and and even Silva. So. I do think there's multiple ways to approach it as always, but I do think that team, that kind of core set of players would have been key over the last few game weeks.
0: So, but but isn't there a difference between like the best players or a good group of core players and the FPL template team? I mean, That's the true, tem- I the template team, right, is like the players that a majority of FPL managers are able to get to with the funds and team setup that they have. Um, and I think that this year, more than any other year that I can remember playing, there's a, a greater variety in in manager approaches to the game. And, and the reason that we're seeing that is because FPL has, I think, for the first time in a long time, really figured out the pricing. There's very high-priced midfielders that have a much better chance of return. But there's also quite a few uh, mid- and like lower-priced Defenders and midfielders that you can get in on on quality teams, and so what it's done is it it's it's given a lot of variety to the types of teams that we see.
1: Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I I do think, and and this is just a a hypothesis or theory of mine that we are going to get to a more template template based team in the next coming weeks, but maybe not. So,
0: okay. Well, I think it's an interesting thing just to think about. So. What does that mean for managers? I think that it probably means that you don't necessarily have to go with the Horde at this point. Um, there's the, the Horde? Yeah, the Horde. Oh,
1: I thought it was Horde.
0: Yeah, the Horde, like a horde okay. of zombies. Okay,
1: okay. okay. Get so, it? Sorry. Like they're all yeah.
0: going in one direction?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. It's the Horde, yeah. So,
0: a horde of zombies. Yeah. Would herd have been better there?
1: I, I think we should just stick with Horde.
0: okay the horde you don't have to go in that direction uh because there are options in the midfield that will a service differentials and b can also free up some funds so uh i don't know i just think it's an interesting topic uh because often that's something that a lot of people are focused on is how do i get towards the template how do i get towards the template and i just i don't know maybe it's a myth that we all need to get off get off that train
1: yeah Eh, possible so. Okay.
0: Uh, all right. Well, let's just move forward here. Um, there's not a lot of of FPL tidbits to share. Uh, just keep an eye on Cle- uh, Champions League this week. Um, games Tuesday and Wednesday. There will be Europa on Thursday. So just kind of keep an eye on teams and and how they perform and and injuries and and the like. Also, after this game week, there's an international break. Is that right, Jake?
1: Yeah, I think that's coming up pretty soon. Yeah. I'm so not sure. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's this game week and then there's a game week off and then uh, we come back. So, again, one of those kind of two week hiatus periods uh, to to definitely like if you can save a free transfer going into this game week, I think it's awesome to have two over that international break, uh, especially due to the fact that a lot of players will pick up knocks or travel long distances for international duty.
1: Yeah, good, good. It'll give me two weeks to contemplate taking another minus 80 and then jumping <laughs> off the cliff. So It's
0: only a matter of time. Hmm. Okay, so game week seven, uh, we talked a little bit about our teams. Let's get into uh, some of the performances. Um, I wanted to start with Alonso. So last week on the pod, um, you and I had talked a little bit about the shape of Chelsea and how that influenced Alonso's play. Um, and FPL Sala on Twitter uh posted some some kind of interesting stats so he's he highlighted that in the first four games Alonso had 16 penalty box touches and 12 shots on goal in the last two games granted the sample size is a bit smaller and one of those matches was against liverpool uh, but last two games penalty box touches two shots on goal one so uh, a, a pretty stark difference. He also posted a nice, um, a nice heat map that showed Alonzo far, uh, less forward than he normally would be, um, and less wide f- further towards the middle of the field, um, and further back. You know, we talked about this a little bit last week, Jake, does it scare you at all as an Alonzo owner?
1: Yeah, it's not something I'm pleased with. And I, I, would cash out on him if I could, if I could spend that transfer. I think, you know, we we try to look at FPL as like stocks and he, he's high right now. So why not sell him when he's high, especially with these um, underlying stats pointing us in the direction that he's not going to keep returning and go with a guy like Trippier or someone else that will maybe get a little bit more returns like or have has a really good run of fixtures like maybe even Harry Maguire because Leicester's defense is a little bit better so it does concern me but right now I have more pressing situations and he's got not a bad run of fixtures and I think he'll continue to get cleans I think Chelsea's defense has been uh a little bit harshly judged as not very good and I would disagree they they kept Liverpool to one goal they they've been keeping clean sheets so I don't know
0: yeah, I think they're getting better every week. Asari has tweaked their system uh, from a defense perspective. I guess from an offensive point of view, of course I'm concerned about this. I would probably need to see, though, with a player of Alonso's caliber, like two or three games more of these trending stats before I would say he's gone.
1: Yeah, I agree. Not make a rash decision on it, but it's, it's concerning nonetheless.
0: Yeah, definitely something to keep an eye on. How about Wolves Big D? uh you have two
1: wolves players i believe that gave you returns this week yeah i mean patricio and doherty are like carrying my team and it's funny after the game i was like well should i just go with three wolves defenders i think now it's a little bit late but man if you would have done that recently you would have just been rolling in the the points like doherty got an assist to johnny castro on the other side this last game week like their defense is fantastic and now they're the team that we expected them to be in like the premier league uh table but i did think like their offense was going to carry them more than their defense but they're just all good things to say about them i didn't watch the game but underlying defensive stats is amazing for them
0: yeah they have five goals against on the season which in itself is is quite impressive um, and their goals, expected goals against is right about at that number. Uh, so they're performing at a very high level. Um, it's interesting. They, they mostly play a 3 4 3, right? Yep. Which is a formation that honestly, I, I never believed I would see be effective in the Premier League. I thought that it would leave the flanks far too open. Um, I thought that once that midfield was broken, that, the center backs would have too much to deal with uh and yet they've really found a way to make it work um it's impressive i think that they're definitely a great team to have if you don't have patricio as your goalkeeper right now i think it's a huge mistake uh they do the nice thing about wolves as well as they allow some shots from distance um just due to the shape that they have and and it allows him to make saves
1: yeah i, I and i mean like you said, their goals against is five, but like comparing that to the rest of the table, that's third. That's only behind Liverpool, which is four point eight goals against, and then Man City. So they're the third best defense in the Premier League right now. So yeah, yeah,
0: I think um, definitely awesome to get in on them if you can. Their outside backs are almost premium level players.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Well, how about Leicester? You wanted to talk about the molesters a little bit. Um, I mean, that's one of your favorite things to talk about.
1: Not, you know, Lester. Yeah, not molesting. But you said it, not me. (laughs) I mean, Maddo is now the fifth overall points getter in the midfielder. He's just price rising through the roof. Um, He keeps getting returns. We talked about it, how we didn't really like his underlying stats, but they're just getting better now that he's playing against worse teams and he's always passed the eye test. Vardy is the same Vardy. I don't know when he's going to get too old and like break his leg, but you know, in anger, getting a red card, but he's a good player to consider as a differential. And then their defense is better. Like it, they're going to pick up clean sheets in these next coming games. Um I, I think they have like I don't I know they have Arsenal, which offensively is like good. Um but then they have like Cardiff, Burnley at home and Everton at home. So chance for like two or three clean sheets over the next four or five weeks. They're a good team um, to consider as like, you know, switching over from like a Bournemouth or a Crystal Palace, I would say.
0: Yeah, I guess when it comes to mid-table teams, if you have some money in other mid-table teams, maybe maybe now's the time to shift because of the fixtures. Exactly. Uh, th- that said, I, I'm, I still just, I can't get on the Madison train. I'm sorry. He's out. He's outperforming all of his expected stats by way too much. I know that he's on free kicks. I know that that grants him opportunities. I just don't believe what's happening is real.
1: He's the poor man Erickson. I think he sucked Erickson's ability and is now using it, like, with some sort of voodoo magic. Or maybe know.
0: it's like, uh, like Space Jam.
1: Yeah, you know? exactly, like, like, like Space yeah. Jam. Whatever. I think they're like you said, gradual shifting toward Leicester in the next week or two would be good if you can do it. Like if you have those two transfers. I do think holdings never wrong, but they have a good run.
0: So Okay, last game week topic that we have to talk about is Raheem Sterling. You had pulled some stats on Raheem. You want to hit us with them?
1: Yeah, I'll hit you guys with them. So Four goals and two assists on the season. Uh, his shots per 90 is 3.1. Um, pretty decent for a midfielder. And then XG90 is .56 and assists is .26. So he's really just doing everything right now. I watched a lot of the Man City game. Um, I went with the differential of Sané, and it's like a repeat nightmare of last year when I had him on my team. He's just always on the byline great player gets the ball gets into dangerous areas but he makes good passes that just don't ever seem to I shouldn't say don't ever get finished he gets his assist or maybe two assists a game at best um, but he just doesn't go to goal where like Sterling is like if Aguero's not scoring it's Sterling that's going to score for that team so
0: yeah that you said 3.1 shots per 90 and we'll get into some forwards in a little bit here but that betters Kane and Lukaku
1: yeah and I mean his price is the same you get an extra point for the clean sheets it's a little bit scary with Champions League but I wanted him in my team um and I was stupid and went with Sané who's whose return just not quite at the level of Sterling um granted he's a little bit cheaper but I think Sterling's a a player to strongly consider having in your team. So
0: Yeah, yeah. off my wild card, I, I think that I'm going to be looking to move towards Sterling, and it's probably going to have to be Aguero that goes to do that. I love Sergio, but um, I just think Sterling uh, is going to play more minutes on the year and is likely going to get more points total.
1: Yeah, and what's what's crazy to me and it's like it's kind of like one of those things that we're now reacting um not being proactive but he's owned still by only 4.4% of teams. I think it's cuz it's hard to get him in unless you're making a sw- straight swap with Mo. But if you can have maybe Mo and Sterling um, but we'll talk more about Mo later, and, or like a Sterling and a Hazard, or all three, which is what I want on my team. I think you're going to be golden moving forward. But yeah, can
0: can you imagine me. the differential? Uh, Sterling as a four percent differential.
1: Yeah, it's it's mind blowing, especially with his last couple weeks. So
0: yeah, it's like it's mind blowing, like what Madison did to Erickson. <laughs> oh my
1: god! It, I don't know because like everyone jumps on the Hazard train. Who now co- Hazard costs more than Sterling, which I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but I think that's a little bit crazy. So. I think I probably need both,
0: but yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll, we have a bunch of questions, write-ins about the upcoming game week. Uh, we're going to do a review of some of the different strikers to consider uh, going forward here, and uh, we'll talk a little bit about our plans going forward. So stay tuned. We're back. I've got my zombie dust here from Three Floyds, so I'm feeling much better now. I think we need to get into Game Week 8, which starts on Friday this week, correct?
1: Oh, God, does it? Yeah, we've got a ready. early
0: deadline. Uh, Brighton-West Ham play on Friday. So early deadline, we've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday matches. Um, I think we should just kind of start right from the top. Are you good with that?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, uh, we got a write-in here from FPL Jim. Jim asks, how are the upcoming fixtures looking, lads? Well, I think it's a great time to shout out for Jim's fixture ticker. Um, we talked a couple pods ago that Jim built a, a little fixture ticker that uh, evaluates difficulty of, of different teams. Uh, please go check it out. We finally got most of it all sorted out. It's up on the website now. There's a link, to because we can't get it to format super nice in the website, so there's a link to it. Um, divefpl.com it's actually a really nice tool I've been glancing over the fixture ticker um, when I'm making selections now uh, rather than looking in official FPL to, to see fixture difficulty I think Jim's is uh, far more adaptive uh, and it, it updates every single week so that you can kind of get real time updates on how difficult it is to, to play against teams so it's a dumb question Jim because you know the answer because you made a tool to figure it out <laughs>
1: Fair. I am gonna be interested in looking at that this week though. So a lot of yeah. things are a lot of fixtures are changing for certain teams. So
0: Yeah, let's uh let's get into the first game then. So Brighton and West Ham. Um you know we've got we've got West Ham who who put a great performance together this last week. And I, I think we, we cannot we cannot understate how high of quality and how great of an option in the FPL world Arnie is.
1: Yeah, uh he's my transfer this week their team's good. Um, I know Manchester United are a flaming dumpster fire but I mean West Ham dominated that game and came back with like a very quick response when man United brought it to two to one. Uh, Arnie also was like a foot away I think it was Felipe Anderson played him a ball that was just a little bit too far and if he would have gotten on that he would have gotten two returns against man United. Um, I think Pellegrini's done a, a fantastic job, and that's an interesting club. I thought they were kind of going to fall apart, and now they're just looking stronger and stronger.
0: What's the deal with Yarmolenko? Do you think that he's a potential option?
1: I, I would have to look at his minutes. Like, that's what's... What, I mean, he, was he playing a lot against Man United? I feel like he was, but... I, it's hard so, with their wings cuz they like they they seem to have like a flow where all of a sudden they're they're doing a lot but like I still think primarily they're all trying to play to Arnie. Um,
0: but y- yeah, I think that's a fair assessment of like what's going on. I just what is his cost in the game right now? They're all, uh, he's like at,
1: all those players are like 7.
0: Yeah, he's at 6.8. Um and let's just look quickly at his underlying stats. I didn't plan to like look at him but Okay, so underlined stats, 0.27 XG per 90, 0.15 XA per 90, so not not that great. He just seems to be like in dangerous areas. I think maybe part of it is that Arnie occupies so many like defenders whenever he gets the ball. Um, but yeah, I, I think that Arnie's really the way to go here. Um, I think it gets us into a, a little conversation that we can quickly have about some forwards. Should we just jump right into that?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that first. Yeah,
0: so um, we got Nick Nick underscore FPL asked us Mitro versus Arnie, um, and then we had Lakers Dre twenty four ask Agüero or Kane. Uh, so there's a lot of of forward question out right now, or forward questions out right now. So what we did was we just threw a little table together. I'll post it on our Twitter. Uh, after the pod here. Looking at Arnie, Mitra, Zaha, Laka, Vardy, Kane, Lukaku, and Aguero. And we looked at goals, assists, shots per 90, XG per 90, and XA per 90. Now a couple of little highlights that I just wanted to point out. Leading that line is Aguero with 6.49 shots per 90. So we knew that about Aguero. He shoots the ball a lot when he's in the game. Um, but interestingly, Zaha is the last in that group at only 2.17. There's many midfielders that actually produce more shots per 90 than him. And then after that, uh, Kane and Lukaku at 2.86 and 2.88. Now, I think Kane's probably the most interesting here. Last year, he averaged like 5.4 shots per 90 or 5.5 shots per 90. And this year, I know it's only seven games, but only 2.86 shots per 90. A huge concern. I know that there's a ton of managers thinking about bringing Kane in. I don't know that I can get on board. I know the fixtures are good,
1: but yeah, I mean, I'm in the same boat you are. Um, I'm not camping this time I'm boating, but uh, (laughs) like, everyone's like, oh, he scored two goals. I was like, yeah, he scored against Huddersfield. Like who, who can't score against Huddersfield? Um, one was a header goal, like kudos to him, but we all know that those are hard to repeat because they're just, it's difficult. And you're off by a little bit. It's it's not something that consistently happens. And then he got a PK, um, but yeah, I just Huddersfield's like the worst team in the Premier League. So to get two goals, it's like I'm not I'm not that impressed. And he's definitely a risky pick, and I would stick. Oh man, I I would maybe stick with Aguero. It's it's hard. I mean, it's not wrong to go with him, but you're probably going to have to transfer him back out once their fixtures get tougher, unless Spurs really improve. Yeah, I and encourage people. Improves.
0: Yeah, I encourage people to look at this little table that we put together. I mean, it's not like this the data is like, oh my gosh, look at all this hard work they did. It's just it puts all the data in one place for you. Interestingly enough, it's actually Vardy who leads the xG per ninety of all the players at .83. Uh, higher than Aguero by by point zero two, um, and higher than than Zaha, who's last at point two. He's at point two two. So, you know, I think that when I look at this table, my big takeaway is that you can certainly go with medium price or even slightly lower priced forwards and get the exact same quality or in some cases better quality than if you were going to invest in premium strikers. The only premium striker that really has set himself apart this year is Aguero.
1: Yeah, and the concerning thing which we were talking about before we started the pod is that his minutes are being limited. Um, He scored his goal this week and I think it was our Nick uh, was like kind of lucky because he got subbed off immediately after. Um, So, I mean, he misses that chance. He doesn't return that game.
0: Right. Um, So let's answer those questions then. Mitro or Arnie? Who would you rather have?
1: Um, If I had to pick between the two, I think Arnie is the way to go within the next couple game weeks because fixtures are going to get better for him and worse for Mitro. Yeah,
0: that's what I think. All right, Aguero or Kane? Hmm.
1: I think Aguero is the better way to play it for sure. Better team, um, better underlying stats. You could go to Kane and then go back, I guess, but that's, we all know, like, especially with international break coming up, you don't want to just be making too many lateral swaps with transfers. So,
0: yeah. I think that that's a good assessment. I agree with you. Uh, okay, let's get into the next match: uh, Burnley and Huddersfield. Kind of a snooze fest, but we have a question from Trust the Pog. Says, "Is Joe Hart worth a look? I know he's trash, but dot dot dot." Uh, interestingly enough, Joe Hart is actually he has the most saves of all goalkeepers in the league, and he's second overall in scoring, only behind Mister Hennessy. Uh, is he a goalkeeper that you'd consider? He's he's now at 4.6. Yeah,
1: I would be very wary of that um, because most of his points have come from two PK stops, which you... or uh, Wait, does he only have one penalty save? No, I guess only one. Um, I don't know. I, I think they're going to continue to give up goals, and there's just patricio is such a better option is it completely wrong no because i think burnley's starting to get better but you have to match him with another goalkeeper in that price range that kind of opposes his fixtures so
0: yeah i uh i I tend to agree with you i i'm this year going with a 4.5 4.0 goalkeeper combo so i'm not even looking to match players i'm just looking to put what I think is the best 4.5 goalkeeper in. Uh, for me, that's Patricio just because Wolves' defense is pretty decent uh, and he's a, a pretty quality goalkeeper. Um, you know, Last year, some managers did the same thing with Flappy Hansky. Um, in terms of the match itself, uh, are there any other players on Burnley or Huddersfield that you'd be consider be considering? Um, I mean, Goodmanson has been very good recently. I think That's he's got
1: exactly a, what I was going to say is maybe Goodmanson.
0: Yeah, but... he's got, a, I think, a goal and five assists now on the year. It, I mean, he finished last year at a very high clip producing a lot of FPL points, and now he's kind of picked it back up again. It's you love him, don't you? You, you I,
1: absolutely love him.
0: Well, I had him last year, and he... Pat was very good for me. I mean, he just he carried me um, pretty deep. Not a player I'm thinking about adding because he's in a price range where there's like other guys that I'm probably going to lean towards. But if you're looking for a player that's like consistent and is going to put you know an assist forward every other game week or something, I feel like he's a good, good pick.
1: Yeah, the one thing that scares me is their offense is still bad, and they they go against Man City after this week. They go against Man City away, Chelsea at home, West Ham away, which I don't think is as easy as a fixture anymore, uh, and then Leicester away. So It's not like they have really good fixtures after this, so I would be scared to go with him at this time.
0: Okay, Uh, let's just roll on then. Crystal Palace and Wolves. Uh, kind of an interesting match. Both teams that have, have been performing at a, a pretty decent level. Uh, I don't know. I, I probably favor Wolves in the match, and I also would favor Wolves' assets.
1: Yeah, I, I agree um, just thinking about it, but I, I would be interesting to see what FPL odds has on the clean sheet for this game, uh, especially for me because I have so many defenders and goalkeepers from each team um i have patricio and hennessy and then i have a total uh, or i also have uh Juan basaka and doherty so it's going to be a little bit tricky which ones i go with
0: <laughs> yeah that kind of comes back to that discussion had last week about hedging your bets right like do you do you just go for the maximum chance for points or do you try to hedge bets by playing players on both sides of the ball
1: yep so
0: what did you end up doing last week with that
1: uh i played frazier and obi-wan um i i so, like, that's kind of the only way I could have done it, just because I thought Liverpool and Chelsea would score, which they did. Um, so, yeah, it, it it didn't work out, but it didn't burn me either. Uh, it was a little bit disappointing. Both those guys came away with just one point. So,
0: Okay, how about your favorite team, the Molesters against Everton? Uh, your boy, Richie Rich, my boy too, looking for a performance there. Also, your homoerotic sex fantasy. Madison playing on the other end of the ball. Uh, you know, probably a game where both those teams and possibly those types of players are going to have returns. I'm really hoping for finally a Richie performance. I I know that I just brought him in last week, but I I really was expecting a goal in the last game.
1: Yeah, did you watch that game? Like, I don't. Interesting, like stat line. I thought like Fulham would have scored. You know, I thought, like, Richie would have scored, but I don't know if he had some chances that he just didn't finish. I I don't know. Yes. Unfortunately.
0: So so I watched the highlights of the match. I didn't get to watch, actually, any games this week. I know that that's embarrassing. Uh, I was on the road away from home and did not have internet access to stream games. That's the type of life I live sometimes. So um, you laughing at me?
1: No, no, I'm not laughing. It sounded like you
0: fucking laughed at me.
1: No, I, I had a tickle in my throat, so...
0: Yeah, I know what that's from. James Madison. Okay, so <laughs> I did watch the highlights. Um, it looked to me like the game was pretty open uh, and that both teams had opportunities to score, um, and Everton just was the team that did it. Uh, so I don't know. Uh, there was a number of balls that went off the post as well. So hmm. it, they That's kind of probably... how their
1: game was against Arsenal, too. Yep, uh, pretty open, so... yeah. So I it's think like... both teams are good players. Good shouts this week so. yeah
0: especially on the offensive end of the ball it's classic marco silva ball right like just way open not playing any defense but acting like he's a great manager
1: yeah, yeah. well Vardy okay Ian. how about uh
0: yeah yeah vardian how about spurs against c diff
1: oh god this is why like i can't say don't bring kane in i feel right like how can you how can you argue against having kane if you have the transfer to do it and it can work easily with your team so
0: yeah uh i i feel like that's what i want to call cardiff from now on it's just c diff
1: yeah c difficile
0: yeah mm. right isn't that cause like severe diarrhea and stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: or they're just i think you know also we have C. Diff in our intestines, but it's just there. I don't know. I, I deal with animals, so it's, it's yeah. different. Actually, the, mi-
0: the microflora keeps it at bay. Yeah.
1: I, I Yeah. Funny story. It'll be brief. Um, my wife's mother, unfortunately, wasn't doing well and was in the hospital and they're like, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: oh, wait, that wasn't the joke? No, no, no but her oh, temperature shit. was okay. like
1: 105. And I was like, oh, that's good. Is she going home soon? And my wife just, like, looks at me like I'm a moron. And she's like, she has a fever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, animals have higher temperatures. I forgot. So <laughs> I was like, oh, that's stupid. Jake, Anyways,
0: the first part of the joke was way funnier than the second oh, part.
1: Oh, God, that's that's horrible. I'm I'm interested in your thoughts on this. Like, where are the rest of the Spurs players like is is there any like other midfielder that's gonna step up for them or
0: Well, I mean Ali Ali's out. They're saying he's gonna be out for some time now. Yeah, but um, do we
1: go with Sun? Because Erickson's out as well, right?
0: I know, but yeah, I guess, I guess my my concern is and I don't understand what's happening. Like, remember how how much Sun was involved last year and just scoring. And I know that he had the Asian games earlier this year, but it
1: was the Asian games, man.
0: I just thought he was going to come back into the team and be aggressive right away, be a, be a goal scorer for them. Um, You know, maybe this is the game that he gets back on board, but they have looked since the beginning of the season, relatively anemic offensively.
1: Yeah. They're well, I guess their starting fixtures aren't weren't like fantastic, but I just feel like they're lucky to be where they're at in the table right now. And I, every time I look at their team, I'm like, oh, the, you guys have a pretty easy match and they just disappoint every time. So,
0: yeah. They're a team that I would mostly stay away from. I, I did bring like I said, Tribere in, but primarily just because of the low level of opposition that they were playing against. Yeah. So, okay, Watford and Bournemouth, um, you know, Watford have been pretty good this year. Not a lot of people have assets from their team though. Bournemouth, on the other hand, a lot of assets that are floating around, specifically Frazier, Wilson, King. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little frustrated, like I said at the top of the pod, with the whole Frazier-Wilson thing. I do think that Wilson will be out of my team once I play my wild card. I can't see a way that he would he would need to stay in. Frazier, on the other hand, has some pretty decent underlying stats as a midfielder, despite not having returns in the last few game weeks. He's a player that I, I may hang on to just because of his price point.
1: I'm a little bit concerned that Stancilos is back in for them, like he got a goal today. It's a little bit concerning because I feel like he's he's a good player and will kind of take away some of Fraser's returns. So, yeah,
0: I guess there's a ch- there's a chance of that, but I- I'm not necessarily I-, I don't necessarily think that just because a, a new good player is injected in the sw- the squad that that means that another good player is is going to lose production. Um yeah. Uh, it, unless he's, they're taking minutes from that player, then clearly there's uh, less per- potential for production there. Sometimes it can be beneficial to have another good player in the squad.
1: Yeah, fair, fair.
0: Um, okay, uh, United and Newcastle play. Uh, you said it earlier, United an absolute dumpster fire. I Honestly, I sat and I did get... Actually, I lied. I got to see a little bit of the United game. I was sitting at breakfast at a, a little, um, little diner that had some internet, and so I was streaming the, the game just for a half of the game. I I don't know that I've ever seen a United team this bad.
1: Yeah. It's like, when is Mo going to get fired? Right. Yeah.
0: I can't even figure it out. Like I watch them play. You see the names on the backs of the jerseys and you think like, wow, it's, it's a star studded lineup yet again. And I've never seen a team lack so much creativity in the attack. It's like, it's almost like they're doing it on purpose. Like they're being bad on purpose. That's what it feels like.
1: Yeah, and they were given they are giving Arnie like acres of space on the defense. It's like yeah. what are you what are you guys doing? Um but the good news is they play another flaming trash can which is Newcastle. Uh I feel like Rafa is done with this team. Like he never gets to spend any money and he has terrible players and he just he can't I feel like he can't do it with that team. So Yeah
0: i i don't I don't really know I mean there's there's no assets on either side on either of those teams that I'm interested in at the moment. I was considering possibly bringing Shaw in, but unlike last year's Manchester United, this year's Manchester United isn't organized on the defensive side of the ball. They give up a lot of shitty goals Last year, you could at least count on them for clean sheets,
1: yeah, yeah, not this year. I would not be transferring in players from either team if you have Manchester United assets, maybe give them a little bit more time. But it wouldn't be wrong to go somewhere else.
0: Okay, Fulham and Arsenal. Uh, your boys have been pretty decent lately. Are you excited for the Fulham match?
1: I just feel like every game's the same. They give up a bunch of chances, and like the teams don't put goals away. Like Everton and Watford should have scored. Um, you know, multiple breakaways. Check was huge in the Everton game. Uh, this time it was Check and Leno for Arsenal. And then they then they bang goals because their offense isn't bad. So I mean, it took them a long time against Watford, but I, I think Arsenal wins this game because Fulham is not as good as Watford or Everton. But I I'm starting Mitrovic and I'm not scared whatsoever. I think yeah. he returns a goal. So
0: well, okay. So we talked a little bit about Mitro, but how about on the other side of the ball? Laka been pretty good lately uh, in all competitions uh, in the Premier League. He's has two goals and two assists. 3.43 shots per 90 um xg per 90 which is uh 0.37 which isn't super high but he the thing about Laka that's interesting is both of his goals that he scored this year have been audacious right he can he can score he has a skill set that allows him to score from very difficult angles and very different difficult positions on the pitch
1: yeah I, I like him a lot and he's a very good player and does a lot for the team it's unbelievable it took him so long to be starting that being said, I would <clears throat> I would be sitting and staring at my computer screen for at least an hour trying to decide between him and Vardy because I think you you're right either way. Um, but ultimately, I would pick the wrong player, and the other guy would get two goals this week, and my player would get no returns. So the
0: thing is, are either of those guys better though than Arnie or Mitro? Uh, no. Yeah, statistically, Vardy kind of competes, but Laka doesn't really. I mean, I know if you make the eye test argument, you could say, okay, Laka's on a decent attacking side, but so is West Ham and so is Fulham.
1: Yeah, but I think Leicester's fixtures will improve where like Fulham's are going to get a little bit trickier and i don't know if like teams are starting to figure out fulham it's hard you you said they had chances against everton so maybe not and you know mitro does get a lot of shots per game which is everything that we want in a forward so no i don't think they're like a lot better but they're also not super more expensive and play on better teams so
0: right yeah okay uh southampton and chelsea i think chelsea assets are going to be good in this match uh i We'll have Alonzo, and I, uh, barring injuries, I will be transferring in Hazard. Um, I think I'm probably going to put the captain ban on Hazard, too. I I don't see how I can't. He's just been so good lately. I hate him. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I sat at training. Wait, did I tell you that? No, I didn't. Mm -mm. Uh, Did I tell you that in the last pod?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: No, so I sat at training uh, in Madison with all these Belgians. Did I mention that?
1: <laughs> and no, you didn't tell me. That. Okay,
0: so they all—you know—Belgians mostly speak French. Uh, they were all from Brussels, so mm-hmm. they all speak French. But their English was was quite good. The gentleman I was sitting next to another young guy. Uh, his English was just okay, and so we were talking a little bit and working on the stuff together. And um, I said, "So you're from you know you're from Belgium? Like, what do you guys do over there? Like, I just imagine Belgians like." you know, drink beer and, you know, cyclocross race and watch soccer. And he was like, yes, beer, ours is much better than yours. Soccer, we love that. And I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, I started dropping names. I was like, oh, like Vincent Company, Eden Hazard. When I said Hazard, his eyes just lit up. Like, he was <laughs> so excited that I knew who Eden Hazard was. I did not say that he was a little Belgian piece of shit.
1: That's nice of you. So, yeah, I no, I agree. Time. He, he, that's, that's good. You, did you share a beer with him? I know you're not a fan of Belgian beers, but.
0: Yeah, I'm not really. So I said, go fuck yourself, you Belgian piece of shit.
1: <laughs> nice. Um, I, I agree. I'm captaining Hazard this week. It's a little bit scary away from home, but Southampton are bad. I don't really have any other better choices. So,
0: yeah, I think he's the right pick. Um, You know, just, especially just being on, on the free kicks and on the penalties.
1: So, All right, then
0: we, we get to the last matchup, um, Liverpool and Man City. Kind of the, a big match for the weekend. Obviously, huge title implications. Last year, there were a lot of goals in the Liverpool-City uh, matchups. They played each other four times with Champions League last year, um, and, and teams scored on both sides of the ball. I think Liverpool had the, the better end of it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, they beat Man City three out of four times. Um, the only game that they lost is when Mane got the red card and then Man City proceeded to put four goals in on them. So,
0: so what do you think about like City-Liverpool assets in the game? What's the strategy? Because a lot of people are heavily loaded up on those types of players. I guess on like my thought is that you maybe are going to have to sit some of the defensive players in this match.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to avoid. I would have to, like, I can double-check my team. I think that I am going to consider maybe starting uh, Laporte or AA because I'll probably have to unless, you know, Wolves-Crystal Palace. I'm hoping for a 0-0 draw there, which maybe is the way to go. But I do think, like, if you have the offensive players, you just play them. Maybe not captain them. Um, just be—I don't know. It's—I think it's not going to be a super open game because I think one they're preparing for Champions League and that comes—that's important to both these teams as well. And yeah, I—I I think they're going to figure each other out a little bit more. Like Liverpool, we know what they do now, and I think Pep's going to prepare for them. And I think it's going to be like a one-one game, but that's just a guess. So
0: okay uh yeah i i'm i'm uh, in the same camp as you <laughs> nice. uh, i would say that um offensive players should definitely be on the pitch for you and then maybe you have to pick and choose be kind of tactical about your defensive picks maybe it depends on on your team makeup in terms of who you might be playing and who you might be sitting
1: yeah so good game i'm excited to watch it so
0: yeah me too it's gonna be awesome. Uh, it's like the first weekend for me in over a month that I'm just gonna be home for the whole weekend, like not doing anything.
1: Good. We'll get to, we'll get to text about everything FPL. So yeah,
0: can you imagine how many dick pics I'm gonna send you?
1: Uh, just don't want to see a single one. So. Yeah, you do,
0: Jake. You always text me asking for them Saturday morning. <laughs> Like, hey, man, send me that morning (laughs) wood. I'm not not even up. The best part is when I
1: wake up in LA, and it's like, I I mean, I get up to watch the games most of the time, and you guys have already sent, like, 55 texts to each other, all Ah. dick pics, and I'm like, oh, this is great. Now I have to just, like, delete your messages. No,
0: you look at them all. You're always like, hey, boy, send me that morning wood. Yeah. So you signed Okay. All right. What are you doing for... You already made a transfer, didn't you? I made my
1: transfer. I went to Arnie because he was 6.9 and I was worried he'd price rise. I took out Firmino. Um, I I have a plan, you know, like to get back uh, to what I want. I think next week it's get uh, Salah back in. They have a good run of fixtures against Huddersfield and Cardiff. So he's maybe going to get the triple captain armband. No, I'm kidding. But um him and then try to get sterling in for sané over the next couple weeks i might even take a minus four just to do that next week so
0: dude you've done multiple early transfers this year
1: yeah it's been fine i haven't like regretted it yet so but there's been like
0: there's been a number of a handful of like bigger name players that injury news has come out like midweek about them.
1: yeah it's definitely risky, like, don't get me wrong, but right now, like, with my minus 80 in that, I need to, like, save every point I can, and I didn't want Firmino to drop and Arnie to go up. Like, he's 6.9, like, he he should, I don't know how he, I know he was injured, but I was surprised he dropped in price, so.
0: Yeah, he was only out for two weeks, right?
1: Oh, I thought it was one.
0: But... Oh, yeah, maybe it was only one week. I don't know, yeah, a lot of managers were quick to let him go, and he's been one of the best strikers in the league. Yeah, and his fixtures uh, get better, so. Yeah, I I, uh, I think I already mentioned this, but I, I think I'm going to be bringing in Hazard for Mane this game week. Um, I have the money to do it because of the move I made last week. Uh, so I'll I'll probably just do that, and then it looks like like I said next the week after going into that international break when we have a two week time period off that I'll probably play my wild card right away and uh, see if I can catch some price rises, and then I'll be able to adjust if there's any injuries over that break.
1: Yeah. I think that's a good plan. I'm excited for you to get back up in our table of lead dive. So
0: Yeah, pretty disappointing. It was a rough week this week. I mean, not like terrible, but I, I did drop from like fourteen or 13,000 to like 20,000. So overall, yeah. yeah. kind of sucks. The wild
1: card will fix that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I just have to survive one more game week. I think that then dropping that wild card is going to give me a, a pretty good leg up on a lot of managers. And I hopefully can, can start getting on that green arrow track again. So, okay, uh anything else we need to do? I mean, check out, you know, check out Jim's fixture ticker for us. Uh Hodgepodge article. Uh Jason Hodge is, is continuing to post those. I I've, I've not done a great job of promoting them as well on Twitter, so I'll I'll do a better job of like getting them out there a few times during the game week. I know people like those. Uh Jake, where can people find us?
1: You can find us at Twitter or on Twitter at FPL Oh, at Dive FPL. Excuse me. and then <laughs> instagram uh the art of the dive and then you know again check out our website dive com and facebook as well we still you know sometimes use that so and we'll we'll definitely be active this week because everyone's just gonna sit and watch the games i'll probably work overnights and then you know stay up drinking beer um and then cry myself to sleep after my fpl team doesn't do well yeah
0: so. that's what everybody does i uh I've not been like super active on our website or Twitter lately just with the new job. So, once things settle in the next couple of weeks, like I'll be on there a little bit more and and Jake and I can interact a little bit more with people. Um this is so we're going into game week 8. This is the last week so over the international break, the League Dive will close and no one else can can add in. So, 127487188629 is the league code. 127487188629. Um, so we've had a couple people add each week, so feel free to, to join. And then download our pod, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Player FM, basically anywhere. The only place we're not on is Spotify. We're working on that. Spotify kind of sucks in terms of getting your pod on there. So check us out on there. Download it. The other thing is, if you can leave us like a review on iTunes or something, um, that's really awesome. It, uh, it really helps with like pod promotion um, and it helps encourage new listeners So if for some reason you have a few minutes You enjoy the pod, we'd really appreciate it If you could do a little review Jake, anything else?
1: No, I think that's good I'm excited, it's game week 8, let's go
0: What are you going to do with the rest of your night? you going to play some FIFA?
1: No, I have to play some pro clubs, man so...
0: Yeah, let's do some pro clubs Alright, uh, I'm Marco
1: And I'm Jake And remember, you should dive